Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for almost seven years now to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. And now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how to get the best experience you can from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Visit anxietyslayer.com forward slash support to learn more. Welcome. It's so good to have you back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my friend and brilliant partner, Ananga Sivir. We come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and enjoy answering listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Today we're going to discuss a support plan for recovering from shock or trauma. Welcome, Ananga. Hi, Shan. This has been a subject that we've been asked about quite a bit lately is how can I best support myself to get beyond a significant shock or trauma? And I know that you've got some great ideas about this that begin with how we nourish ourselves. Yeah, the first thing to do is to acknowledge that we need extra support. Again, as we've spoken about in recent podcasts, our tendency is to try and keep going. And it's something that I still have to remind myself of if we've had a shock or a illness or a rocky time we really do need especially if we're prone to suffering from anxiety to allow some time and space for some extra self-care to help ourselves feel calm and functional again confident and steady so nutrition is really key and the key to remember really is to favor warm easy to digest nourishing meals things like raw foods and salads although they're very popular these days, they're actually very hard to digest. And because they're cold and rough and have some of the qualities of the vata energy, which in Ayurveda is the energy most prone to anxiety, they can actually heighten anxiety. So we need warm, wet and oily to be our key words to remember with nutrition. Simple summer soups with some olive oil, easy, light vegetable stews, maybe with summer squash, those kinds of things a warm, nourishing breakfast. My favorite for healing and taking it easy on my digestive system would be a blend of oatmeal, barley, quinoa flakes with some cinnamon and almond milk. That has quickly become one of my favorite breakfasts, thanks to you. And it's really so tasty and so good for you and easy to digest. It's nice to switch things up from just straight oatmeal I feel good when I'm done eating it. I don't feel as heavy as when I just have a bowl of oatmeal by mixing things up with the quinoa and the barley or even sometimes chia. Chia is great too. I also sometimes add chia. Yeah, the quinoa has got lots of good nutrition in there. It's got some protein, which helps us feel less snacky during the morning. The barley is sustaining for blood sugar and giving us a good steady start to the day. Cinnamon also in Ayurveda is understood to help stop blood sugar spikes. So it gives us a nice grounded, nourishing start to the day. And sometimes in the summer we want cold, and I certainly sometimes want a savory breakfast. That being the case, sometimes I'll switch it over to a savory version of this, which I really like, but some of my friends look at me like I'm a little crazy. So 
that's up to your personal taste, but sometimes I will add some spinach and salt and a little black pepper instead of the cinnamon and maybe some light vegetable stock or change it around like that, a savoury version if that's mm. what I feel I need to get going for the morning. I think the other thing that we need to bring forward is how important it is to stay hydrated as well, to sip water frequently. I can't remember traveling anywhere without my water bottle in the last so many years. It's just that I always need to have that with me. Stay hydrated. The more hydrated you are, the better that you feel. It's so good for you all the way around. Yep, very true. And unfortunately for those of us who like cold drinks in the summer, there is a caution here from Dr. Vasant Ladd, an Ayurvedic teacher and author, who says ice is not nice. So <laughs> if you can rain back the icy drinks and go for cooling teas on my desk here this morning, I've got some beautiful uh, rose hip and rose petal tea with some nice other fruits, some lemon peel and other things in there, which I'll drink cool. I'll make a nice strong infusion and then just sip it as it cools down. Coriander tea is extremely cooling if it's summertime and you're feeling overheated, very cooling to the body, not as delicious as going and getting a nice blended drink, but it won't affect your digestive system either. When we put ice in the body, it has quite a detrimental effect on our digestive system and too much cold in the body can affect the nervous system as well. So something to bear in mind. That's really important to know because the very first thing that we do when it's today here in Michigan, it's going to be over 90 degrees with a pretty high amount of humidity. And so that, that ice is really appealing. Yeah, it's something I had to really adjust to. I had a real love affair with ice blended drinks in the summer. It was one of my real treats. And I can't remember the last time I did that, probably a few summers ago now. And I'm okay with it. I don't miss it. I've got my alternatives. I like mint tea, fennel tea, chamomile. It's one of those things where it doesn't initially taste as wonderfully delicious, but your body really appreciates it. And deserves it very much. The other thing that I think is important, or the other technique that we've talked about quite a bit over the years, is oiling up. because oil really is healing to our nervous system. Yeah, the Sanskrit word for oil is the same as the word for love. Mm. If, if somebody's suffering with their nerves and they were to go to an Ayurvedic clinic, they have this beautiful practice called Shiradha, which you've probably seen pictures of where somebody lays back and they drip warm sesame oil between their eyebrows and let it run back over their head into their hair. So that's something you can try at home if you want to. You can get a paper cup and put some warm oil in and just put a hole in the bottom and lay yourself back on the edge of your bath or however you want to arrange it and, and try that. In, in a clinic, they'll do that for a long time, probably about sometimes 40 minutes. It has a very healing effect on the nervous system, but you can try a little mini home version or massage your body with oil, full body massage or oil your feet before sleep. And also it's important to oil your nose and ears, particularly in the autumn, but at any time of the year, it's beneficial for the nervous system. So you can just dip your little finger in some oil and just bring it to the inside of your nose and the inside of your ears. And that also helps protect the nervous system. Again, it sounds unusual to, to a Westerner, but this is coming from 5,000-year-old healing science of how to protect the nervous system. So really good if you're recovering from shock or trauma and your anxiety has been spiked. I've also found that if I'm having trouble sleeping or staying asleep, if I, if I oil my feet, it's so very helpful 
that and a combination of perhaps a, a Bach flower remedy, like white chestnut, that combination is so very helpful. I don't remember a time that I oiled my feet and didn't get back to sleep. Yeah, it's really effective, isn't it? One of the reasons it works so well is because it brings all that head energy down, making contact with the feet, massaging them, oil being an extra benefit, but it just brings all that busy head anxiety energy down in the body. It's a very grounding and healing thing to do. Another thing that can help is taking a warm bath or a shower before bed, using some lavender or rose, something pacifying and healing. Again, as we spoke about in our last podcast, getting as many senses as you can involved, immersing yourself in the moment, immersing yourself in the experience. And if you're suffering with pressure in your head to take the hot water down your back and just let that energy drain down through your shoulders and your back and down through your feet. And you can just imagine it washing your worries away and taking that busy head energy down into the earth. Anxiety Slayer is here to help you slay your anxiety with a uniquely supportive learning experience at the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for many years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. And now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how to get the best experience you can from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Follow your course anywhere, anytime, on your laptop, your tablet, or your phone. Your course place will be kept for you wherever you log in, and your progress throughout the course will be bookmarked. Are you ready to take action against your anxiety? Enroll in the Anxiety Slayer Academy now and get started today. Anxietyslayer.com forward slash support. That's anxietyslayer.com forward slash support. Before the break, we were talking about healing your nervous system by oiling up and the benefits of oiling your feet before bed, full body massage, and all of the additional things that you can do with oil to love yourself up. And now we'll continue our conversation talking about some more ways that you can support yourself during recovery, including moving your body, a supportive bedtime routine, and a morning healing ritual. Yeah, moving and breathing is really important when uh, recovering from trauma, stress, spiked anxiety. And it can be as simple as taking a gentle walk, taking in nature, taking deep breaths, just really bringing it back to simple nature. Another thing that Ayurveda recommends, which can sound unusual, is rocking and breathing, just rocking yourself backwards and forwards, taking deep breaths and just really meditating on sending kindness to yourself and centering yourself. I remember when I was a child, rocking and anxiety didn't have very good press. You know, people would say if somebody was a bit crazy, they'd be rocking in a corner. But over the years, as I began studying anxiety, I realized that this is actually an attempt at self-soothing, same as we've talked about the benefits of curling up. Sometimes when you have very high anxiety, you have a desire to curl up almost in a fetal position and make yourself a nest and feel safe. And Ayurveda recommends that and yoga gives postures that, that put your body in that position. So to do it before you're driven to it is ideal. So rocking doesn't mean we're crazy. It's a very simple thing. When the baby's in the womb, the baby's being rocked. When the mother's walking, when a child's upset, we pick them up and we, we rock them. One of the first things you do if a baby's crying, if a baby's upset, you rock them in your arms. So it's an ancient, simple thing of just allowing yourself to rock backwards and forwards, sitting comfortably, take some deep breaths. It's actually a very, very calming thing to do. 
I love it. And it's something that's very natural. At least it is for me. I'll rock myself, just lay on my side and sometimes rock back and forth just to settle. Mm. And not even necessarily for a very long time. And it's also something when I get body work that I'll notice the uh, therapist that I see will sometimes gently rock my body a little bit in different places before she moves on and, and continues her work. And uh, I once asked her about that a long time ago, because you know how I love to ask lots and lots of questions. <laughs> like, why are you doing that? Like, Just what you need right now. You know, she didn't really have an answer for me other than it was very restorative and, and what my body needed in that moment. Yeah, and of course we have rocking chairs, you know, a, uh-huh. a rocking chair on the porch or rocking chair by the window. I have a really nice rocking chair that my father kindly bought me when uh, my daughter was a baby. It was, it was a nursing chair and uh, it has a matching footstool. And recently I dragged it back out again and realized, actually, I really like rocking myself in it. I don't need a baby uh-huh. to sit in the chair. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's nice to read or sometimes I'll close my eyes and do some breathing. And it's, yeah, it's soothing. We should allow ourselves to notice what helps us feel gently soothed and bring more of that into our day. Yeah. I have a hammock for that in the summer mm. as well that I like to just climb in and read and then have it set up so that it's easy for me to, to rock back and forth. And anyway, simple, simple things that we can do to really support ourselves. The other thing I think that is important for us to discuss is settling in at bedtime and being mindful of a healing routine that we can bring forward both before bed and again in the morning. And I know you've got some ideas around this. And actually, we put together a beautiful guided healing meditation on our Solace album that's available at iTunes and Amazon and CD Baby. Really going to help you settle in. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a big commitment of time and energy. Sometimes when bedtime rolls around, we really do just want to get into bed and we're tired. So it can be as simple as downloading a guided meditation. Our Solace album was guided meditations for difficult times, so particularly tailored towards recovering from shock or a trauma. And Shan, you, you talk people through beautifully how to support themselves and get through such times with hope and with support. So it can be as simple as that, putting your headphones on, snuggling up, just allowing yourself to enter into sleep with some self-love, some self-care, taking a warm shower, as we discussed, taking a warm bath, Taking a warm milky drink before bed can really help. My favorite is almond milk with some nutmeg, which helps sleep. Or if you feel that your heart's a bit hurting and a bit sore, saffron is very, very good for the heart. So some warm milk with saffron can also be a really nice thing to take before bed. And then there's a nice practice called heart breathing. Really simple. Just cross your hands over the center of your chest. Let your head dip forward towards your hands and just take deep breaths down into the center of your chest area, feeling your hands rise and fall over the center of your chest and just send yourself some steadiness and understanding and just check in that you're not chasing yourself and feeling that you should be doing more than you're able to do at this time which is one of my mind's favorite tricks is I might look sometimes peaceful from the outside but inside I'm really giving myself a tough time so that's a really nice practice to just send yourself some understanding we often talk about treating yourself as you would a friend so be your friend uh-huh. And I love the morning healing ritual that you learned from uh, Claudia Welch. Tell us about that. Claudia Welch is an Ayurvedic doctor, practitioner. She's also expert in Oriental Eastern medicine. 
I really enjoy reading her writings and listening to her workshops. She's very intelligent, but really speaks from her heart. And I read an article of hers recently about healing the past, which had quite a funny backstory to it, which is a situation I found myself in when trying to help people with EFT and different unusual techniques many times, which goes like this. She was working in her office and a lady came to see her for a consultation. During the consultation, Claudia learned that this lady had had several health issues which had been plaguing her since early childhood and a lot of childhood stress and trauma as well. But as the conversation progressed, she sensed that the lady was quite sceptical, certainly about Ayurveda. She kept reiterating that she was only coming because a friend had insisted she came and got some help, and she wasn't particularly uh, comfortable with Ayurveda. She thought it sounded quite unusual, and Claudia got the sense that she thought she was too. <laughs> it was <all> sounding, a <laughs> bit, sounding a bit wacky. So she said she considered prescribing her some herbs or regimens that might address the problem, but she didn't really think it would be aligned with her comfort zone and how she felt. And she said it seemed that she thought Ayurveda was weird and as an extension, so was she. So she said, I had nothing to lose and I decided to get weirder, which I really love. That takes some courage. I've been in this situation when teaching EFT so many times where you're trying to help someone and they're looking at you and you're just thinking, I know she thinks I'm crazy. And I know she thinks this is crazy, but if we can just get beyond this, it's really going to help. Anyway, so she decided to just go all out. And her suggestion was that this lady woke up at dawn early before the day gets going and allowed herself to spend a few minutes feeling some love and adopting a loving mood to apply some sweet essential oils to some key areas of her body that were relative to what she was going through. Oils like rose, something beautifully soothing, healing, and then just sit quietly and, and focus on good things, focus on God, nature. And she said, I didn't give her any herbs or any dietary suggestions or any other regimens. I just left it at that. And she said, the lady looked at me like I had two heads. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> I thought I'd never hear from her again. Six months later, I received a card from that woman expressing gratitude. Every single one of her symptoms was gone and she was a new woman. That is so beautiful. Wonderful, isn't it? And so simple. So simple. So the recommendations were, and this has definitely been key to my healing over Many years, this has really been what's kept my anxiety at bay and really helped me, is to wake early. In the Vedas, it's taught that there's a special hour. It's called the Brahma Mahurta hour. It happens just before dawn, just before sunrise. And the world goes still and quiet, and it has its own special energy, which is really spiritually beneficial and perfect meditation. So when there's not traffic on the roads, the birds are just about to wake up. Nothing's really got going yet. There's a very special time of the day. So if you can catch that time, spend some time in loving meditation, contemplation. The recommendation was preferably facing the same direction each morning for stability, wherever you are, to just find a spot where you feel still and calm and safe and put yourself in that spot in peaceful, loving meditation first thing in the day. Then to apply some natural essential oil, for example, rose. On the wrists, neck, and in the center of the chest, that same area where we said to put your hands for doing the, the heart breathing. And the other recommendation was to sing, to chant, or to listen to a melodious, loving song. In Ayurveda, there are songs called bhajans, which are devotional songs. Or whatever tradition, faith, path you're drawn to, you can pick something from that path and just immerse yourself in that early in the day. So 
That's me sounding like I've got two heads now. That's the suggestion. <laughs> Try it. It worked for me. It worked for her. It's something very beautiful to add to your life. And Claudia says that if we can heal our mornings, we may have the chance to heal our lives. I love that. And I, I continue to be so astonished by how simple these morning rituals or evening rituals are. It really doesn't take that much to invite this practice into your life and to really see what happens. You know, give it a try and, and just see how you feel after a period of time. Thanks, Ananga, and thank you to all of our listeners for listening in to Anxiety Slayer. We hope you found a support plan for recovering from shock or trauma helpful and supportive. And if you like what you've heard today, please share our podcast with a friend. Anxiety Slayer has been offering a free podcast for more than six years. Now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step -step support on getting the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Are you ready to take action against your anxiety? Enroll in the Anxiety Slayer Academy now and you can get started today. Visit anxietyslayer.com forward slash support.